Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Takujog, joined by the now canon legendary professor, Jet Force Gemini. <laughs> I, I didn't think there was a way to escalate it, but you keep finding a way. <laughs> Where there's a will, there is a way, Jet. <laughs> Alrighty, so. If you're new around here, welcome. We are a PvP Pokemon Go podcast that deals with the Sylph Arena factions, primarily in the lower fields of Open to Bronze. And if you're not new, well, welcome back. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you caught a lot of Noibats. And more than anything else, I hope you all got as much Stardust as you can. That's what we're really all about here in the PvP community. You're not wrong. Honestly, I Noibat is actually one of my favorite gen 6 pokemon and i i used it on my first nuzlocke for pokemon x but just the fact that it's just a speedy boy and speed doesn't carry over in pokemon go so he's just there trying his best and failing in pvp which makes me sad how, how did your actual community go how did your actual community day go so I drained my Stardust reserves on building some PvP mons that were on the backlog. I started with 1,237 Stardust, and I ended with 469,420. I wish I was making that number up. Stardust. 469, nice. Very, very. And so I was very, I was very happy that I got 400,000 dust in the time that we played, and even... I looked outside and the weather said, yeah, it's going to be 40 degrees. It's going to be a great day. I forgot about the wind chill. And with the wind chill, it was about 28, 27 degrees. Not so not so fun. How, how do you guys actually play when it's that cold? So normally what we'll do is we'll kind of shuffle on into, shuffle on in like between buildings, stay in the sunlight as much as we can if we're walking. Or we'll, we'll all pile into one car and then the driver drives and does laps around and the police officers take a second look and then everyone in the car is just catching Pokemon. But whoever's in the front seat has to catch for two people because nobody plays Pokemon Go and drives because that's against the law. Yeah, no, no phone touches while operating motor vehicles. Exactly. Well, that and because the, the main part of downtown... There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stupid people that think it's okay to park in the bike lanes, and so they don't pay attention. And sometimes they'll sideswipe your car if you're not careful, because <laughs> apparently a giant sign that says "No parking, standing, or stopping in the bike lanes," nobody nobody can read that, and it makes me wonder how they got their license since there's a written portion. Do Do you guys have the the players that refuse to? park in parking spots when they're playing like they'll just idle somewhere they really shouldn't and be yes. obnoxious <laughs> yes so I, I will be the first one to say i used to be that type of player but now i don't have a car so i can park anywhere and not get yelled at well, there you go did, did you get a good bundle of shinies though i didn't get a good amount i only got like 10 the shiny luck was not on my side to be quite frank and then somebody had called out a hundo after I had already went home. And I said, I am not going to get back in this car and drive somewhere just to catch it. So, sad yeah. day. 
Oh, the other but, thing I wanted to ask is if you guys all have the cool gloves that you can still like touch your phone and wear gloves at the same time. Oh, some some people do. I have it for my bicycle. I have bike gloves that let me do that, and they're super warm. I love them. Yeah, because otherwise I'm just like, ah. <laughs> when it gets to be like 50 degrees here, it's just it's sort of a problem just with how cold the hands get. So I was like, there has to be some. I, I will be the first to say there are a lot of tips and tricks. And of course, if people from my community are listening, the first thing they're going to say is, but you're a Texan. What are you doing giving advice? I mean, what better way to stay warm than somebody that doesn't like the cold who is from the deep south? So, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the last one that'll head out underprepared. Yep. I will get made fun of, but I will be the warmest. That is what I like to tell people. However, I have to ask, how was your community day? It was, it was a good time. We went to the zoo. So, we, we, were, we had a similar situation where a hundo got called um, in the general area where the zoo is. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with balboa park at all but there was there was one outside of where we were but probably within distance that we could have gone for it but we kind of made a similar decision where it's just like nah we're, we're good it's fair I, I did also have a moment where i was i had to decide how much this community day cheapens the shiny noivern i found in scarlet and i was just like nah, it's fine <laughs> it's like the the shiny hunting for the people that are actually after any particular shiny in Scarlet and Violet is pretty straightforward, pretty easy. So just getting home synced up, it's it's not going to change very much. Yeah, you're honestly not wrong on that. Especially with I've used my my Pokemon home to just wonder trade shinies away to get rid of my box, and I enjoy it. But yeah, it was it was it was a good time. There there's some areas within the zoo where service is a little sketchy, but still we had we, so this was this is another weirdness for us was we had weather boost for the Noibats the whole three hours, which never happens. So it was it was nice to be getting the full five hundred dust per catch with the star piece on. Ah yes. We had that too, and a lot of the level one collectors were very sad. Oh yeah, does not not today. <laughs> no, but the the funny part was is everyone was asking what's the what's the weather here, and I said windy. What's the weather here, windy? And they would ask me, Taco, how do you know what the weather is? And I said I don't know. I just I'm saying it's windy so that you can't get a level one. Yeah, just just be sad about it, okay. <laughs> I I am a troll in real life and on the internet, but there was a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun parts. I helped the, this little these uh, family out with a raid as well, which kind of went against my no raiding on community day type of thing. Like during the bonuses afterwards, yeah, by all means. And they were super nice. I I really enjoyed them. They're like, hey Taco, and I was like, guys, I don't know you. How do you know me? I'm I'm a little scared. And then they're like, you're the guy that posts memes. And I said, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> there's there's the wanted poster of you. I'm going to ask my community admin to make wanted posters and just randomly put them up around town and see how well that goes. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> you you did remind me of the other thing we were doing, though, which was looking for the, the Vulpix rocket stops, and out of the 
15 or so that were actually ice type, none, none of them were Vulpix. <laughs> the only Vulpix I found was a balloon. At least you found a Vulpix. Yeah, so for for the entire event, I found two, and I found one Joltik, so that was, you know, it was great. I did 12 ice stops. None were Vulpix. I did three bug, bug shadow stops. One was a Joltik. Did you also get the bug stops that were mostly Shuckle? No. Oh. They were like the run-of-the-mill Weedles. Interesting. I was very sad. Yeah, I, I feel like it's always a bit of a bummer when there's just too many things in the pool. Like, they they were really pushing those Swinub and Santrus this time. Yeah. I, yeah, but I already have a good one for each of that. Yeah, and... well, and there's, there's just the whole, I don't know yet if you can straight up catch the Shadow Alolan Ninetales. I don't know if that was even a thing. It was in the second slot on a few of those. And I was just like, well, maybe, but no one that I know got straight to the Ninetales. Right. You probably have a better chance of getting a Shadow Shundo Reggie Steel. Well, that's not going to happen because I'm not going <laughs> to catch the Shadow Reggie Steel at all. Same. <laughs> Poor Reggie. Barely loved as a... Barely loved before PvE. Definitely not loved as a shadow. But yeah, it was it was, it was was a fun day. And we hadn't been over to the zoo in a while, so it was, it was nice to just kind of change it up. I'm glad you had fun. And I'm glad you were able to get 562 dusties for, for each Noibat you caught. Yeah, that was, that was a pleasant surprise. Like, it didn't even sink in at first because it's just hardly ever windy here fair but you know weather has been weird these last couple of weeks and it's been a pretty decent start for uh pretty decent start for 2023 so i'm excited i honestly hope home and tour is sunny when we get it so that way i can get a lot of primal grout on even though i'm taking the alpha sapphire path but i don't want it to be rainy like last year i mean that that would put a damper on the whole experience yep big sad but we also do have to get into a little bit of some news nothing of note this week other than earlier today we did have the next community days for march april and may to come out with the return of a community day classic who who do you think is on the docket for the next classic day let's see we had larvatar we had dratini we had Bulbasaur, we had Mudkip. I probably will go out on, on a limb and say Talonflame, Incinerate Talonflame. Hmm. Because you need Incinerate to be competitive with a Talonflame. I guess so. Well, and with the Hoenn Tour, you can pretty well just kind of skip straight over the Bagon and Beldum because those will both be around and they, they do have access to their moves, right? Yes, I think just, so. Just like Johto and Kanto tours. It hasn't been specific or specifically said, but I'm ninety percent sure it's it's gonna happen. Like, oh look, special surprises. It's it's heavily implied. <laughs> but we'll wait to see what the folks over in Vegas are going to report on. It should be fun. Yeah, well, and that's that's another thing just to 
kind of wait and see what we're gonna get based on that experience. Yeah, I was just glad that you know I'm get I got my ticket for global Hoenn tour, and so now I'm just trying to get some buddies to play. We're gonna try to divide the car again. Where where is that located? Where at? The ticket for the global tour. Oh, it's in the it's in the in-game shop. Do I have it already? I don't think I have it. And it's not in my shop. Weird. Uh That's weird. Maybe I, I have thought... to climb like or sorry, claim this redundant go battle league time research pass for it to show up. I'm gonna try that as well. Let's see what happens. It's, it's... nothing happened. Okay, I've claimed it. Now if I go back to the shop, is there anything there? There is not. What the heck? Okay, well, I guess I was fibbing. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> You've fallen into the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. <laughs> oh no. I guess they, I, I'm guessing they're not going to buy the ticket or put the tickets out until after, until after Las Vegas. I, I think they said in the announcement when they were coming out, so I was. I was surprised that you, you said you got your <laughs> Uh I'm a little... Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, open tier? Open tier. Biggest of... Biggest of surprises and biggest of sads. I am sad to report that the Diener Don't Care faction has dropped another game. Congrats to the Battle Boys for an amazing, a very dominating 15 to 6 victory. Now they are going up against the Barktown Boomers in what we thought was going to be the match last week. <laughs> but it's okay. That's the only. That's the only time I'll bring that that up. Looking there was around, also we, a tie. <laughs> I know it's, it's so <laughs> weird. Hear me, Pyroar and Orange Circle Ballers. After some staff corrections. That one point, unfortunately, came back to bite both of the teams, and they played to a 10-10 tie. And I mean, like, I feel like the only reason that it happens as often as it does is because of the whole two points for not setting a team. It's like you're 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 putting yourself into a weird spot. Yeah, and honestly, at I'm guessing at this point in the season or in the cycle. Coupled with the fact that, what's what I'm looking for? Coupled with the fact that every team, you essentially have to keep winning to stay on top. I don't think a tie is as is as useful in open tier against, say, like copper or bronze tier, like we saw last cycle out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely different stakes, but just the just the fact that there's now a uh, well a couple teams that have a non multiple of three total points is is going to be fun to review after the end of bout nine yeah we might need to bring another set of eyes so that they can pull some stuff up (laughs) to be quite honest however kind of looking around we also have sub-zero taking the w against rosark bow in a pretty convincing 14 to 7 fashion Rowdy Rowlets continue their climb, uh, also winning 14 to seven. 
Here's a, here's a battle that I thought was a very interesting one, which was the Queen Bees and Musubi. This is a rematch of an Iron Tier team, of an Iron Tier, Iron Tier uh, battle. Words are hard right now. And the Queen Bees are obviously a very, very talented group of ladies. The score, the score when we first played them did not do it justice. And Musubi, another very talented upstart team that has just been, you know, quietly, quietly going through the ranks. They've only lost, aside from, aside from us winning two weeks ago, they had only lost one other game. And so I think they're kind of going on a little bit of a Cinderella run after their, their performance last time out in iron. What do you think? I think just looking back over this bout in general, there were a lot more closer matches than we've seen in open in a while. Like, if you obviously if you throw out the the top couple, like everything else is is within just a few points, which is pretty cool. Or the vast majority. Yeah, within an average point differential of about three points, not counting the fourteen to sevens or the the massive outliers. You know, you had uh, Bastodons winning by five, Grievard lost by three, and then Gumi University won by four. Once again, that was another staff corrections. And then Queen Bees by one. I think this is probably the closest the the the, fa- the cycle has been, all things considered. Yeah, well, and, and I just bring it up because it's it's very unusual for open to have so many well-matched teams all within the same week but yep. as soon as you took out the the top and bottom teams like we talked about last week it was maybe some justification for how the rest of it turned out right and kind of looking i was well obviously we're going to follow sub-zero's match in a second not to not to jump on that too quick just kind of looking at following along their story sub-zero had some choice three had three sweeps and they could have lost the rest of the match they could have lost the rest of the bout which they lost three out of the four field slots and then also one in the open slot and that's pretty much all they needed to solidify their victory where where do you do you want to start with them well, you know, I don't want us to talk about Ember, but yeah. Well, I mean, there's the Minum that you know was on the winning team this this time out <laughs> from Great Wolf. Mm-hmm. However, I'm going to jump down to Vanguard because we do have with Wildcat and All Horizons in that matchup. We have a Shadow Lapras and a Milotic, two Pokemon you don't really see in the first slot. That's pretty much dominated by Walrein and. Walren's younger brother Celio, and then we also have the Shadow Charizard, which kind of makes its appearance now as a very dominant open Great League, open Great League pick. Both yeah, teams brought. Once, th- once you've gotten a taste of Shadow Zard, it's hard to go back. Yeah, I don't. I built my Shadow Charizard finally. I used the. I did use the TM Frustration Away event to work out pretty well, and so I'm happy about that. And then the, in the other slot for Vanguard, we had. FMC Garts also bring a Shadow Lapras, and then a battle of it looks like a it was a what's the link for it? it looks like it was a tribute to Claire in the Dragon slot with Dragonair and Kingdra 
popping up on both of the teams. And then each each player used their wild cards on a rock and then a flyer. It is slightly surprising that this went the way of the Kingdra. Yeah, because I would kind of look at Gallade as kind of the the Gallade with Leaf Blade can take care of the Swampert and the Regirock and then threaten the Regice with Fizzler in close combat? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, definitely threaten the close combat. And Noctowl, if you, I guess, like, if you got a little bit of a lead on it. But the biggest thing that holds Gallade back would be Confusion or, or Charm. But, I mean, both those moves, they do their best. And I guess it's also worth mentioning the other just kind of piece of this puzzle that is intriguing as, as just, like, a point of how, how did they come out ahead is that they on the Kingdra squad they do not have a Noctile of their own so the the, the Kofagrigus is, is probably the thing that they have to handle yeah however kind of looking well kind of centering around that Noctile they do have they have Lapras and Sudowoodo that can kind of keep it at bay a little bit and I don't think Pelipper can learn Blizzard mm, I think it can Oh. Let's find out. I'm about to. <laughs> I'll fact check that while you're yep. while you're looking at some other things. Blizzard. I, I only know that because someone from the local San Diego server ran it right at the beginning of this uh, GBL season. And people were not expecting the Blizzard version. You know, it can learn Blizzard. Yep. Blizzard, Hydro Pump, Hurricane... My goodness, it's a nuke machine and weather ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that our our what's the word I'm looking for? Our curiosity has been decided. We now get to move on into the master league slot. Betsy and Calvin brings uh, Nihilego and Mega Caesar. Some there's some Pokemon we haven't seen in a little bit. Terrakion is also unusual. Yeah, I'm used to seeing it down in the Ultra League a little bit. Getting overshadowed by Cobalion and Brizian. <laughs> yeah, you're used to seeing it as a raid mod. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not a usual pick for any PvP yet. So just the fact that it was on a team that did this well is really nice to see. Refreshing. Well, kind of. Well, I'm gonna kind of. I'm gonna have you pump the brakes on that one in a second because on paper, this Terrakion looks like it did a lot of work. You got. Of course, you have to be running double kick. I don't see a way that you can run anything else. But just like double kick, stone edge, and sacred sword, you can take care of Excadrill, Mantleswine, Kiram, and I don't quote me on this one, but maybe Lugia, if you could land a stone edge. Uh, I would seriously doubt it, even if you do. Okay. We won't, we'll, we'll disregard the Lugia. And then. <laughs> but stone now, edge. now I want to know. <laughs> And if you can land a Stone Edge on Blaziken, like, this Terrakion looks, on paper, looks like it did a lot of work. I don't even know if you would need to Stone Edge the Blaziken. Like, you might just chip it with Sacred Sword. You think so? Because it's neutral, so it's not like there's a drawback. That's fair, okay. And even then, you've got Kyogre and Gyarados to kind of put Mega Blaziken, Palkia, and Lugia at bay which kind of frees up the rest of the team to just go ham. I don't see Nihilego coming out to play this time. Oh, yeah, and Terrakion's rock slide. 
Oh, it's Rock Slide, okay. Which actually works out a little bit better for it. Uh, the matchup against Lugia isn't terrible. Like, it doesn't win anything even shield, but it also doesn't lose by a lot unless it doesn't get to land one at all, like in the two shield. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, not, not, as, not as bad as I would have guessed. I'm putting that in the notes. Build Terrakion for Master League. It's gonna happen, just not right now. <laughs> I have no dust. And I, I do agree that without a fairy to wall, the, the Nihiligo is just a little fish out of water. Yeah. Here I am. Okay, I'll go away now. Yeah. Just keep floating. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Somebody's playing. Somebody's not going to sing along to that in their car. And to that I say, you are welcome. Yeah, so I mean, it looks like the hardest thing to deal with for Betsy and Calvin was the, the Palkia, probably. I disagree because Gar because Dragon Breath Gyarados seems to handle Palkia really well, and especially being taking I was gonna say taking neutral or resisted damage against against a Palkia is gonna be pretty good. I brought it up because it's kind of the only thing that the Kyogre really doesn't like as much. It's like the Kyurem, I guess, sort of, but it's also just not got quite as high a stat product as some of the others. I see, I see. Okay. Well, all right then. So congrats to Betsy and Calvin on the one of the three sweeps. One of the other sweeps was an Ember, but, it, you know, with Ember, kind of don't like, kind of don't like bringing up Ember because we see the same Pokemon day in and day out. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that, it's just, for the most part, you can't commentate too much on it just from the picks. Yeah. You Un unless unless someone has just gone off of the script in a big way, and I, I don't think that has happened here. <laughs> yeah. Moving on into the Ultra League, the XL Fest, we have Sympedia. Impa? Yeah, that. Once again, words are hard. Bringing an XL Pidgeot, the best bird of all time. I will fight you all in the comments later against you know honestly the only thing he could fight against is the surfetch but just the fact that he can beat the surfetch i'm happy i mean it does okay against the the Feeny and the gliscor and the mandy it, it's not like it's thrown out the same way that it is against the registeel and i feel like the galv still doesn't sure want to galv walls it doesn't want to take a brave bird so yeah but pidgeot does not want to take a discharge Still not as bad as in Great League, but yeah. Okay. And so we have the Garatina Alt Origin form, excuse me, getting... Doesn't look like it was getting going to get a lot of value out of this one. The Shadow Steelix with its Psychic Fang debuff definitely would have helped out in this matchup. Shadow Meganium obviously can wall the Reggie, Feeny, if need be. Shadow Ampharos doing Shadow Ampharos things. But I'm not really seeing a good counter. Oh yeah, the last one is regular Cobalion, the undisputed king of the Ultra League right now. I'm not really seeing a counter to Shadow Gliscor on the Black Luffy's team. Or at least a good counter. Excuse me. Oh, you mean there there isn't a counter against it. Not that he doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That's what I was trying to say. Sorry. Yeah, because... Simp team does not have a water type, which is kind of the the usual, or even an ice type. 
So they would they would have to rely on Meganium or Steelix to do the damage. A choice was made. Also, I looked at it and <laughs> Pidgeot into Galv is not bad at all. It wins the zero. It under ideal circumstances also wins the one. So uh, it's <laughs> wow. Okay, did you hear that Pidgeot? You're getting back. You're getting going back to the Ultra League. Yeah, right Pidgeot though is like you, you always got to take the the Sims with a little bit of knowledge that it's it's not going to always go that way, especially when you're getting shields with Feather Dance. But at least the zero, like that's that's legit. All right, Pidgeot, get back in the ball. <laughs> I don't want to win. I want to really win. <laughs> Crush. All right then, and then moving on into the Open Ultra League, we have Open Great League. Yeah, that. Open Great League. I need more coffee. <laughs> Somehow there are also four shadows in, in this matchup. Well, we have Shadow Venusaur and Shadow Granbull up against the Shadow Charizard and Shadow Nidoqueen. In theory, Reezy's Shadow Charizard and Shadow Nidoqueen beat the other shadows on the other team. Yeah, in a, in a straight up just the shadows matchup, not looking great. <laughs> However, both of them brought the Alola Ninetales, and in this case, actually, in Reezy's case, you could make a, a decision to run either Powder Snow or Charm, versus uh, on the Spookies team, I'm really only seeing Powder Snow being the only only option here. And then we have Registeel was... Honestly, I would not bring Registeel into this team. It's staring down... Medicham, Dunsparce, Needlequeen, Quagsire, and Charizard. No, thank you. Registeel will not be, will not be playing today. <laughs> I mean, this is another one of those matchups that I think just really shows off how Dunsparce can pick apart teams if you're not careful. Just that ground and rock coverage. We've talked about it before. I mean, Quagsire also has it, but has kind of the. But Dunsparce does it better. He does it faster, for sure. And better. He does not get. He does not go down to a single blade of grass. Yeah. Well, and yeah, that's <laughs> that's the that's the issue. Is of course both of them not wanting to see that surfetch for the most part. But yeah, that's fair. But that's why you have the the shadows art. I, I think you were right. Just at the very beginning, though, that the the shadows on Reezy's team just had a really good look. Yep. And especially like Shadow Needle Queen. That with the poison jab will just destroy the Granbull and the Alola Ninetales, which, you know, long live the Queen. It's not dead yet, y'all. Well, and that's that's one of those where you kind of start to feel the pull of wanting to play the Registeel or the Frostlass, and that's really where the rest of the team can shine, is when they know they don't have a great answer to an aging queen without them it's like eh, might lean into it might fall for the trap yeah that's that's honestly fair well especially with on. how how unusual nido queen has been like shadow or not yeah it's pretty much non-existent this this time out now but remember shadow nido queen has access to stone edge so if your flyer isn't careful you're gonna lose it it's one of my favorite things in ultra is landing that stone edge against something that's not expecting <laughs> it so you're the pe- person i don't want to play against <laughs> i mean they're like f- 
there will forever be in my memory the crowbat with two shields that just didn't shield and then i won that game that i shouldn't have <laughs> they wanted the two shield flex yeah the well way. it's like when you when you're so sure it's like it's you know it's it's okay to use a shield there's you don't get anything out of it by by not shielding but two shield flex <laughs> well alrighty then kind of looking looking at looking at the next week we've got of course I already talked about Barktown Boomers and Battle Boys fighting we've also got Bastardons fighting the Island Guardians another very very tough team we have Sub-Zero fighting Gumi University it's good to see Gumi University back in the back in the spot back in the top Rowdy Rowlets and the Queen Bees are going to fight this week that seems to be a very good matchup and then last but not least we have Dinair Don't Care going up against the Girls at PvP Academy team in Hear Me Pyroar some of the players some of the some of the players on the Dinair Don't Care faction no that's a lie they didn't fight last week last time out I'm not going to hype that up as much as I wanted to. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to com- comment on the Rowdy Rowlets because to me this is now, all right, this is this is where you need to to bring it because they've, they've kind of been hovering right around the, the top team's mark and, and now I think this is their make or break moment. You know, you're not wrong, honestly. However, I do want to point out that the Rowdy Rallets did beat Gudra's Goonies, a team that was at the top earlier in the cycle. It was one of the last teams to fall from the undefeated ranks. Yeah, they, they lost to Battle Boys. So it's... I think Rowdy Rallets can be one of the sleeper teams that make it makes it into promotion. But they're, they do have a tough draw in the Queen Bees. They're not who, careful. Who have also been doing well since we played them at the beginning oh definitely they are now well they won last week so they're five and two now they're one of the stronger two lost teams and i say that like there's a weak two lost team no they're all strong two lost teams (laughs) and so with that being said that kind of wraps up the well yeah that kind of wraps up open tier jet do you have any final thoughts before we move on into iron just like a little further down is Rosark Bow playing Masubi, and <laughs> for kind of for whatever that is, table eight match matchup oh. eight out of the out of the twenty, like that's, that's kind of high skill. Yeah, you've got a te- you got it. You got another upstart team in Masubi going up against Rosark Bow, one of the one of the teams that was pegged as the one of the stronger ones that was supposed that was supposed to be like at the very top but don't let the the fact that they're in eight that they're on table eight fool you they they can still turn it around so now moving on into iron tier and where do i where do we begin <laughs> well i think we can say safely that this is kind of the opposite of what happened in open <laughs> it yeah. is there was one close matchup in the SoCal Swablu C team against Fierce and Frostlass. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So the, the SoCal Swablu team starts their streak again. Or I think they're on a three-game winning streak, if I'm not mistaken. Four-game winning streak, excuse me. 
And so that puts them in fourth place in the last spot. They're four wins behind Pioneer Valley PvP, who unfortunately took a 15-6 loss against Stadium Elite Silver. Bad Mewtwo's takes Busta Mime out, set 14-7. Wu-Tangela Clan got upset by Self League San Antonio. Apparently, I guess one of them heard the podcast where we called them the weakest faction. One of the one of the weaker factions, or I think I said weakest faction in Iron Tier. And they're like, you know what? Let's prove you wrong. And then we had Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex taking the Angry Bottoms 15 to 6 as well. They're on a nice little winning streak themselves. Yeah. Northeast Battlers, they're they're starting to come up. They are one win behind. It looks like that if like everything stays the same, they will stay in iron one more for one more cycle. However, Silf League San Antonio, I give props for the win. I do think it kind of might be a little too... I think it might be too little too late. We might be seeing them in the open tier soon. Wins still feel nice. That's true. Playing playing upset is definitely a fun time. Especially when you're fighting Wu-Tangela Clan to try to get to that top spot. Alrighty, so diving into Stadium Elite Silver. Are you... saying upset just because of who was on the top spot? Yes and no. The last time that the standing shook out, Silf League San Antonio was in third to last, and Wu Tangela Clan was Wu Tangela Clan was where Silf League was at. And now that they lost, Silf League went up, and Wu Tangela Clan went down two spots. Okay, gotcha. I was I was just making sure that it was based on standings. <laughs> oh yeah, no. <laughs> Because we we no. don't have we don't have that same liberty like in open tier where they continue to kind of stack them up according to yeah no this who's one's done better so style. far yeah but no that that's what I'm calling as like the upset like gotcha like yeah for about nine winter vortex is at the very top and they're fighting Wu Tangle Clan if Wu Tangle Clan eight. wins I'm calling that an upset yeah so. Jumping into Stadium, trying to dissect Stadium Elite Silver's 15-6 victory. They had three sweeps as well. And only Tiny Boy is credited with the only person that lost. In the Vanguard tier... Oh, look, an Amara. Why is that not an Aurorus? Oh, wait, is Aurorus banned? Aurorus is banned. Okay, that's why. So Amara doing, doing, uh, doing Aurorus duty, I guess... It can't learn Meteor Beam, can it? No, but it gets the other rock move. I think it also gets Ancient Power. Oh. So it at least at least still keeps stab moves. It is an insane amount of XLs, though, to build it. So <laughs> I it's, think it it's impressive get... just for being there. Well, Gortakum definitely got, got the win from it. Putting in work against Gorgas, Noctowl, Celio, if you can like hit it, hit it with the rock moves. And then, does Ice beat Rock, or is it the other way around? It's the other way around. Okay. But Rock is still neutral, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then you had Machamp taking, looks like taking wins off Celio and Reggie Rock, and threatening Noctowl with a Shadow boosted Rock Slide. Kafagrigas takes care of Gilade and Gorgas. 
And I don't know who wins the Shadow Dragonair Dragology matchup. I really wish I did. Uh, Dragonair is a little favored just because uh, winning CMP and the body slam is neutral, but gotcha. Okay. They don't they don't get away with much extra health. We can't. We also can't forget Dragon Pulse Dragonair. That's a little bit of an anti-meta pick on a meta mod, maybe. Is is there something that it, that that would help it beat in this matchup? Honestly, I'm not sure. I just remembered it because one of our faction's teammates got hit by a Dragon Pulse Dragonair, and unfortunately lost because of it. Yeah. Well, that was that was a, when he thought he was safe because he was running Jellicent. So. Oh. Yeah. Then then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise, yeah, with standard body slam, Aqua Tail, like, Jellison doesn't care. D- but then, does Jellison you know, ever care? Dean Air struck back. Because Dean Air don't care, baby. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a good reminder that that is an option. Can't forget about that. So in the next slot, we had Frankie T52 against Big Mouth Bass. Frankie brought Shadow Warren, Shadow Machamp, and Shadow Dean Air. Against a Celio Primate, Jellicent, regular Dragonair, Stunfisk, and Noctowl. You know, kind of seeing this team it, with how much work Stunfisk looks like it can put in on paper, I'm shocked that Big Mouth did not get a single point. Yeah, I mean, you still have to line it up correctly, and I, it looks like it had too much to do, probably. Uh, let's see. Stunfisk beats the Walrein, beats the Noctowl, beats the Regirock. Primate can also beat the Walrein and the Regirock. Does Stunfisk beat the Walrein? Oh wait, it's a ground type. Shoot. Ignore what I said. Oh, what if you're running uh, Thundershock? I'm putting that in the definitely maybe section. For right now. And then Primate can threaten the Gorgas Supersize with Night Slash. Celio can help with Dragonair and Noctowl. And then Jellicent does Jellicent things, depending on its moveset, could either take out Noctowl with Ice Beam. Actually, no, Ice Beam probably would have been the play on this one because Gorgas is also weak to the Ice Beam. Or you can just run double nuke and not have the debuff champ and not give it, and not neuter your opponent into oblivion. I like the nukes jelly myself. I don't, actually, no, I have one Jellicent. I just haven't felt like building another one. And then kind of looking at... So, kind of looking at the... I'm jumping... I'm skipping Ember completely and going straight into the Master League. Okay. Nihilego definitely brought... Definitely helped with the Florges on the other side. But, it looks like Frag and Wagon was able to still pull out a 3-0 sweep with Kyogre, Lugia, Genesect... With no tech, with no techno blast, told Gyarados, Yellow Flower, Florges, and Exedrill up against Nihilego, Buzzwold, Garatina, Altered Form, Therian Landorus, Manoswine, and Palkia. Do I see anything that sticks out other than Genesect doing Genesect things to take to just soak damage? Honestly, probably not. <laughs> yeah, the the combination I think of the Genesect Kyogre Lugia looks pretty strong. Yeah, I know next to nothing about Master League setups, but it's like with Buzzwool, 
I think that your only answer, aside from the forges, but then you kind of bait into bringing Nihilego, is Lugia. I think Gyarados works too, because it, it has only stab moves, and so Fairy or Flying are both going to resist all of that. Okay, I see. And Gyarados can also threaten the Land the Therian Landris and the Garatina Altar. And the Palkia. We had talked about that last time last one. Yeah, I like I like that answer better, where Gyarados just once again proving the Swiss Army knife that it is from Master League. I see it now. Yeah, okay. I see that. Well alright then. Jonathan Kelly takes a two one over Burrito Hospital. Curse you burritos, you're a big lie. <laughs> Big burrito. <laughs> big burrito. <laughs> burritos are a lie made by Big Burrito to sell burritos and undermine Taco's authority. I have the red. I have the chart that that says it. I will say I, I do much more often have burritos than tacos. How dare you? So just just in a world where if those things were actually against each other, I get it. <laughs> Look, a burrito is just a taco that has its tortilla that has the an oversized tortilla. That's it. Yeah, but I love oversized tortillas. Then you, it's a taco. Maybe the tacos just have a bigger tortilla. <laughs> but my tacos have giant tortillas. But so... they're not burritos. <laughs> you sound like a burrito denier. Uh, burritos are are a lie. They're made by Big Burrito to sell to sell more beans. And it works. <laughs> Alrighty, back to back to Pokemon. <laughs> Both players. Wait, one more, one more. Okay. What what happens at the burrito hospital? Like how I guess, I guess you kind of the, the biggest point of failure of the burritos is the butt. Well if you overstuff the burrito with too much juice it'll split open and then you have to you essentially have half a burrito or half a taco and you're trying to save it I don't I think don't any burritos ever get, make it out of the burrito hospital does not look like it I think that I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the big conspiracy <laughs> okay now we're back to Pokemon so both players bought brought an Obstagoon and a Tapufini and a Gliscor and well no well and Gliscor, but one of them was Shadow, so I, I, separ- I separated them. So on paper, Jonathan Kelly looks to be at a little bit of an advantage with his Registeel, Shadow Charizard, Verizion against a Cofregigas, Giratina Altered, and Ampharos. I will say that mainly because... Excuse me. I will say that mainly because depending on which Gliscor came out first, if... If Jonathan Kelly put his Gliscor in position to land Night Slashes, Carfagrigus and Garatina Altered really don't have much of a much of play around, which can let Verizion kind of come out and play and stomp Ampharos into the ground, and that's how I'm kind of seeing it. I'm not I'm not sold on it just because the Gliscor itself, especially the non-shadow, is not super imposing as a damage dealer it's like yeah you can spam out night slashes but you're basically required to hit hit a boost in order to do enough damage to the Kofa or the Giratina just because they're both super tanky okay 
and they're hitting back for neutral the whole time. So it's it's not like they're at a super disadvantage. And then Registeel just playing into two ghosts is, is always tricky. True, but you can land a Zap Cannon to deal neutral on one and resist it on the other. Unless the Shadow Charizard is running Dragon Breath. Which, at this point, would be very surprising. Just, like, you get so much energy out of Wing Attack. True, but you get a lot of damage out of Char- out of Shadow Charizard, just no matter what move you put on it. That is fair. And, I mean, you're, you're losing to Feeny no matter what. Um, <laughs> We're going to pretend Feeny is not there. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would say the trickiest thing for Jonathan Kelly to play around is the opposing Feeny. Yeah, that's what. Like, yeah, you have a Verizion, but it doesn't want to tank a Moonblast either. That's fair, honestly. And yeah, still into into double ghost. Like it's it's not the easiest thing to bring. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised. Well. Surprise definitely should not be the word, essentially, but I'm going to use it. It's a little surprising how the end of how the Jonathan Keller was able to pull out a 2-1, which I'm going to guess that he was able to he was able to kind of work around the double ghost. So this one is going to be hard for me to try to beat. <laughs> try to <laughs> well, I, I think it's it was it was kind of a tricky situation for both of them. And it, to me, that's reflected in a two-one. And the the best mashups are ones you can't crack on paper. <laughs> yeah, you had Alrighty. to be there. <laughs> I wish Stadium Elite. If we ever, I hope we don't fight. But if we do, will you let us watch some of your videos at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll have already been there. We'll have known what happened. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I just want to see more. <laughs> I want yeah, to see yeah. more battles. All I right. mean, I feel, I feel like that's more of a self-issue. It's like, I wish that there was a requirement to attach at least one video per per match so that you could actually get some gameplay out of being, like, a fan. Yeah. And you know, the best way to... The best way that you can sell an, an eSport is to make sure that a lot of people know what's going on. You know, we are seeing in the play Pokemon circuit with the casters talking about moves and matchups and then dissecting at the end. It's pretty cool. Sylph, let us do the same. Let let Enter the Dragonair's Den be the official casters for everything. Or or you know, at least for this this end of thing. Yeah, the slower part. Give us give us our own FSN. <laughs> with blackjack and tacos. Although I, I kind of prefer being unaffiliated officially. That's fair, okay. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. Yeah. Not With great doctors. power comes great responsibility, though. <laughs> Moving on in the, into the open Great League, we have... Uh-oh. We have a Mew. Mew alert. Scary. Love me some Mew. You never know what it's gonna bring. So we have a Mew... Registeel, Toxicroak, Umbreon, Tropius, and Alolan Ninetales going up against a Venusaur, Charizard, Vigoroth, Drapion, Shadow Alolan Ninetales, Ao, and Galarian Stunfisk. <laughs> the first of many. <laughs> Can't say Shadow Tails anymore. Maybe I can say Shadow A Tails. Yep, we're calling that now. Shadow A Tails. Anyway. 
So in this matchup, it looks like that the Charizard on on Desync's team definitely has the upper hand. And I will be the first on this particular matchup, I will say Fire Spin for the Registeel, Tropius, and Alolan Ninetales. I think I broke Jet for a second. Yeah, well I'm I'm still I'm I'm still not sold on anything that's not like double weak to fire spin being enough to to warrant it just because the wing attack is so much better a move. Look, I'm trying to make fire spin work, okay? And that that's that's totally fine, but <laughs> you you just get so much more mileage out of the Charizard consistently when you can hit charge moves, and that that's always been one of its issues is it's it's been clunky with fire spin because it does doesn't quite give enough energy and it's a three turn move so with the abundance of two turn moves you just are stuck in some snipe scenarios where switching to the two turn wing attack really fixes a lot of that what if we make fire spin a two turn move i mean then then you're talking like (laughs) you heard it here first but anyway. yeah, the, the longer moves are get like they're getting tougher and tougher to justify. Like unless they just there are no other viable options. Like recently there was the electric meta where Galv had an excuse to use Fury Cutter, but I mean default it to assuming it's Volt Switch because it's just a better move in general. True, but it's still still a long move, and it's like if you if you've played a Volt Switch Pokemon, you know it's clunky. And people take advantage of it. Yeah, but, you know, one thing I will say, clunky Pokemon definitely helped me with my, my under-tapping so that I don't accidentally over-tap a move and get stuck in an animation and win matchups. So in this case, I can see Wing Attack, especially Wing Attack being the only pretty much viable answer for the Toxicroak, and then still being able to threaten Registeel, Tropius, and Alola Ninetales with Fire Spin. I just wanted that double fire action. I don't know what that Mew's bringing, but it, you have to assume it's going to be a Surf, because with Surf you can you can hit Charizard pretty well and Galarian Stunfisk, and you can hurt Drapion a little bit and put some chip damage on Vigoroth. Yeah, it's it's the consistent cheap chip option, so kind of no reason not to run it here. Yeah, and Mister or. Master Frodo Baggins, or Mister. It's a weird way to spell Mister, okay? <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta take a side. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely was able to pull out at least one point, so congratulations to them. However, I think just the way that D-Sync's flexibility was on his team kind of led led the, the overall 2-1 win is the reason why. I think you kind of pointed it out too, just with the the Toxic Rogue. Like, as long as he could handle the Toxic Rogue, the Vigoroth Drapion is. The, those two Pokemon are still some of the best safe swaps for a reason. Like, they they can reposition you super well. I see. I see. All right then. So, moving on to about eight, we've got. Stadium Elite Silver is going to be facing the Angry Bottoms. Northeast Battlers are going up against Wutangula Clan. Fearsome Frostlass will be fighting Self League San Antonio. Once again, Self League San Antonio is hoping to stave off relegation. 
Bad Mewtwo's will be fighting Pioneer Valley PvP, and Busta Mime is going to be looking to end their skid against SoCal Swablu, San Diego. That'll be fun for them. <laughs> Alrighty, so moving on into Copper. The biggest matchup of the... The biggest matchup was Rock, Paper, Slark, and the Tappan Turtle Squad, former champions of NA Open, takes Rock, Paper, Slark all the way to pretty much the last bout in an 11-10 heartbreaker. Mazer Gaming beats Testudo Skills 11-9. Ghost Pepper Dunspice beats the Swell Sprouts 13-8. Mighty Thunder Ducks are able to rebound after their match against Sharks and Wreck 9-12, or against NMPVP 9-12. And then Sharks and Wreck wins a close matchup against Field Team 6, 12-9. Overall standings are putting Rock Paper Slark firmly on top. Sharks and Wreck are just behind. And the Tap and Turtle Squad and Field Team 6 are fighting for 3rd and 4th place, respectively. Mighty Thunder Ducks and Ghost Paper Dunspice, Mazer Gaming, and Testudo Skills are all still in the hunt for those last two, rel- or last two promotion spots. This is definitely a very top-heavy, top-heavy tier in copper. It's less balanced. I enjoy chaos. <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, especially to have so many just sitting at nine points right now. It's it's going to be down to the wire to see how, especially the the relegation portion goes. Yep. The unfortunate part is. Well, uh, you said relegation. The unfortunate part is one of these teams has to get relegated, these nine-win teams. And so far, it's looking between so between Ghost Pepper, Dunspice, Mazer Gaming, and tu- Testudo, sk- Testudo Skills, less than five points separates each one of these teams. And so every, every team is, every faction, every one of those factions is essentially fighting to not get relegated. They just want to stay in the pool. They just, they, they're just doing their best, okay? However, we have the mighty, <laughs> we have the mighty Thunder Ducks and Mazer Gaming are fighting next week. I'm, I know I'm jumping around. Uh, yeah, so we have the mighty Thunder Ducks and Mazer Gaming. The loser of that match will probably get locked into the last relegated slot, unfortunately. Yeah, unless somehow the the script gets flipped about nine but again yeah hard to do in in round robin or how hard to count on this is true and essentially because you have a team like sharks and wreck who already fought the team in second place right now they've essentially locked up the double promotion spot almost entirely locked up the double promotion spot yeah they, they still have to win out they have to win out or rock Paper slark has to lose one more it doesn't look like that's gonna be the case in this tier, sadly. But diving in to the Rock, Paper, Slark, TTT matchup, they were perfectly split on the open team, in the, in the field slots. And then in open, they had one to one go the other way. So, no started. sweeps at all. No, this one was definitely a back and forth. So Hollow Purple drew first, drew first blood. I'm starting at bottom, so that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Hollow Purple drew first blood with the XL Amara. Both players also bought Cofagrigus, and that's the only shared Pokemon that they brought amongst the amongst the, the team. You've got I like my Lodic. It's a very nice pick. 
able to deal super effective damage against that Dragalge while also being very bulky and taking neutral damage, neutral or resisted damage from Dragalge itself. The only thing that I think Milotic had to watch out for was the Stun Fist if it was running Thundershock. Yeah, my, I mean, Milotic, you know that I like it a lot. The, the only drawback is that when you're up against anything that resists water is you're kind of counting on your dragon tail damage to go the distance and it's just slightly uncomfortable <laughs> like it kind of it kind of necessitates either catches or just kind of being okay with the chip and it's it's a little bit of a gamble just knowing where you're going to need it fair that is that is a very fair point to bring up I do really like the Gallade in this matchup, especially. About the the only thing that it has real trouble with is the Noctowl. And even that, like, not all that bad. Right. Okay, I see what you're talking about. It's like, uh, from my one stint in Vanguard, I found out that the Gallade into Kofa, especially in the one shield, not that bad. And if you can... Uh, it's it's one of those that it's nice to have the Dragonair on deck because if you've got a one turn fast move you can snipe the Kofa at the end before it gets off its last move. Ah, I see, I see. Okay. Cause otherwise it leaves the matchup with a move, which is a little annoying, but if you have your own Noctowl to soak, it's it's also not the end of the world. Yeah, Noctowl is definitely one of the tankier Pokemon. Especially in the the I would say open tier, but in just in general. Yeah, well, and it's it's one of the best at tanking a Shadow Ball. Yeah, that it is. Man, I caught so many North that. Where were we? Let's see. Um, yeah, that's also true. So the Shadow Machamp looks like on Zero to Heroes team didn't look like it had a lot to offer aside from Sudowoodo and hitting Noctowl for super effective damage and you can land, land that rock slide. I mean, that's all That's all neutral. Like, I think the only thing you had to keep the Machamp away from is the Gallade. Oh. Or, or I guess the, the, the Kofa again. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Alrighty then. To, to me, it's, it's just kind of the, the triangle of Gallade, Kofa, Noctowl and how how you expect that they're going to line that up gotcha. in, in which in which case yeah the machamp should stay home but as soon as you see other stuff show up like machamp definitely has room to play okay i see what you mean and then <laughs> in this other one we have a relicanth making its making its debut don't see a lot of them we especially don't see them just in the first slot yeah, they're usually in a wild card slot, if I remember correctly. That's at least where I've seen them. Maybe also... Wait, I have a Relicanth. I can just look up its moves. I was going to say, I think Relicanth might have also been a good pick based off of... No, it only knows Zen Headbutt and Water Gun. So. I was thinking a new Rock Throw for some reason. Yeah, no, not not off of the fast moves anyway. <laughs> no, but you can... if you can. I mean, with Ancient Power, you can definitely power through... Or you can threaten Pokemon like Walrein and Noctowl pretty well. And then with that one turn fast move, you can 
especially if you go up against like a like say a rock type you can definitely threaten that as well but because of that rock typing you have you're gonna take super effective damage from a fighting type and a ground type which is kind of not cool yeah and and neutral from the other waters but this is this is a surprisingly close match just based on picks because you know the only difference is between the Dragonairs, One Shadow, and then of course the Relicanth Walrene. Everything else is the same. Dope. <laughs> These teams, like I guess the Vanguard meta is more figured out, but it's not as figured out as Ember is. It still has leads some room for for shenanigans. Well, when this happens, I like to look and see is is this a setup that they've been doing, and it looks like at least on. The Turtle Squad side, it is sort of. It is a definitely maybe. Well, all right then. So, let's see. I'm also setting my. One oh, of the this is actually his opponent's first uh, Vanguard appearance. Oh. Or their their opponent rather. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, they did a good job securing the win, but what I meant to say was, he did his best. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I'm moving up to the Master League slot when you got a sec. Both teams brought a Nihilego. Both teams also brought fairy types. Little cat and mouse. Yeah. Both teams brought steel types. Both, Both teams, teams brought double fire dragons. Types. Yeah, and double dragon. So this was definitely an on paper. It's a very a very even team. They just perform differently. What's but what's bulk here? Are you Veltal or a hollow? All right, I assume it's Eveltal. Okay. Just based on power creep. I will check. Okay, while you're doing that, the Flying Bacon definitely seems like it did a good amount of work. And then Ho-Oh definitely scared, had to scare away the Genesect a little bit. Mm, Ho yeah, Ho-Oh's bulkier. Okay. But Eveltal wins the appearance. I would hope so, because if Ho's bulkier and win CMP, we have a small problem. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just how stats can work in Pokemon Go, even if they're not exactly how they look in the main series. <laughs> fair, fair. I'm also sad that my kilometer didn't register on my bike ride today. <laughs> I'm supposed to be at 20 already. Or, not at 20. I'm supposed to be at 14. But I'm at 8. <sighs> I never saw my Adventure Sync dialogue today, but I think it must have just automatically applied. It did, because the same thing happened to me today. It's like, here are your 20 Pokeballs, shut up about it. I, I think it showed up in my journal, but I'm not, I can't scroll down that far because I have a bunch of wands that I caught. Yeah, did some activities. I did my best. Alrighty, so... Is that... Zephler Rose? Rose. I'm just going to say Rose. Rose unfortunately takes a 2 1 to Pants Pasta. Pretty awesome name. A, a 1 2? Yeah. A 1 2. Pants Pasta took the 2 1. Yeah. In, in this case, that S Cavalier definitely put in some work. S Cavalier, so. Rose's team has Chrysalia, Walrin, Regirock, Obstagoon, Gliscor, and Garatino Origin form. 
whereas Pan's Pasta brings Giratina Altered Form, Regirock, Shadow Gliscor, Escav, Lapras, and Pidgeot. It was it was feast or famine for Escavalier. Those are some of the biggest wins and biggest losses all on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it, I was gonna say Mega Horn. Wait, Bug does not is not super effective against Ghost, right? No. Okay, so it's the other way. So Mega Horn definitely threatens that Cressalia. And Counter threatens the Walrein and the Obstagoon, and Drill Run can just go complete ham on Regirock. Rose definitely had to play around the fact that Escav was coming, just didn't know when. And that kind of opened up the rest of the team, like the Lapras, to feast on the Gliscor and Garatina Altered form. And then I guess put Regirock in the in the middle slot for a safe switch option. Yeah, there's there's nothing that immediately drives it out. Like the Obstagoon's a little annoying, but you can still threaten that with a one shot. Yeah. Like the I guess the crest can go toe to toe just because of grass knot. Gotcha, gotcha, I see. Let's see here. We also do have actually Garatina Ultra Form can also function as a safe swap because it's tankier than Garatina Origin Form. So I think that the play on this one was hyper offense. Well, and especially since there's no dragon resist, like Dragon Breath Giratina is just a nice catch-all. Gotcha. Alrighty then. I like to say this next one in Great League because it sounds funny. Kakalaka Kaboom. Kakalaka Boom. I still screwed it up somehow. <laughs> Versus Stop Alcatraz? Yeah, don't Alcatraz. I, I feel like I should know what Alcatraz is from, but I don't remember. Is it like a famous building somewhere in California? Yeah, it's the the island prison. Oh, neat. It's a spooky place. I bet. If it's an old building, it's got to be haunted. But, okay, back into Pokemon. Both teams brought the best Poke- the best Hoenn... Wait, no, Johto Pokemon of all time in Dunsparce. And then the most overrated Hoenn Pokemon of all time in Metacham. On, in this matchup itself, the Shadow Charizard looks like it was kind of running free with against Metacham, Venusaur, Frostlass, and Dunsparce. Well, no, not Dunsparce, because Dunsparce can threaten back the Rock Slide. Yeah, and then Umbreon and Mantine are just too tanky. Well, they can tank a Blast Burn pretty well, but that's why you have Lantern for the Mantine and Galarian Weezing for the Umbreon. Galarian Weezing was kind of standing out as the difference maker. That's true. You can't ever count. You can't ever count out Doug Dimidome over the Dimsdale Dimidome in Galarian Weezing. It's got room for all sorts of mysteries in that hat. <laughs> That's true. Well, alrighty then. So this match was a very much, a very balanced matchup, and stuff. I'm guess I'm gonna guess that Galarian Weezing and Charizard were the different key difference makers, and then throw either Lantern or Metacham in to be normal, quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that they're at the top of most Great League teams in the first place. Because they're very bulky and very boring to play. They're super reliable, yeah. And I mean, having Dunsparce to kind of shake up the teams is nice. The the two different dark types of, of Zwilas and Umbreon are just like... That's pretty wild. Yeah. Like, those are polar opposite mentality. 
a choice. There are two types of trainers, and we're seeing both of them here. Yeah, and there there is no Dragon Breath resist. So true, true on the, this. The, one. There's a, there's wireless could have shown up. Yeah, but then you take super effective damage from Frostlast, and Frostlast outpaces to its super effective charge move. Do you really want to take that risk? And the answer is yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, sometimes. Well, and it's just like the, <laughs> the, the powder snow doesn't add up very quickly. So I, I vaguely remember that even just landing a body slam can get you that win. Where it's like it's something dumb like that. Oh, well, all right then. Today or tonight, I learned. Before we wrap our head around too much of it, we already covered what's going on in bout eight. So it's now time to look at our last tier in the bronze tier. And there was only one blowout win. And it wasn't against the team that we thought it was going to be against. Yeah, Shadow Ballers are kind of all over the place this cycle. <laughs> Shadow Ballers are definitely the most inconsistent team. But it's and nice that's... to see the Gong Rippers bounce back, though. Well, after that rashing last week against after after a, a narrow and then a large beating <laughs> yeah it looks like they got their groove back they took pokemon rangers by three seven deadly simps puts up thrashing on the shadow ballers switch masters gets a close win against dojo comrades brave nerds continuing the narrative of sea kingpin letting everybody down 14 to 7 and i think I had picked the Spices right losing to Fletchinderella, but they did they were able to pull off the upset and win against Fletchinderella's story. So here's the fun part. Brave Nerds is in a commanding two game or two yeah, two game victory over everyone else. Seven Deadly Sims moves on into second place over the Gong Rippers. Shadow Ballers continue, even though they were on a skid a little bit, or they're very inconsistent, they take up, they lock up that fourth spot. Switchmasters and Fletch Cinderella Story are trying to sneak in. They have, they have more wins than the Shadow Ballers, but they just have to win out, and the Shadow Ballers have to lose one more game. Yeah, all, all three teams in the three-win category have more game wins. Yeah. Any honestly, anything can happen on this one. So, that yeah, that's a that's a scary spot to be in for the Shadow Ballers. Yeah, and well, here's one interesting thing. There, I have to report a sweep. Brave Nerds got swept in a slot, and they still won fourteen to seven because they <laughs> did they did three sweeps. The old Uno reverse card. <laughs> Poor Amazed. <laughs> it's okay, Amazed. You're our champion for a couple more days until we start the Nyad tournament. <laughs> should we should we start there? No, we're going to start. Aww. We're not going to we're not going to pick on Amaze. He's a great he's a great captain. We're, we're going to continue against the other two sweeps with Jimbo Spice and Conky. So Jimbo Spice brought a very metal line against a very spicy line but was able to take a 3-0 sweep. One, one spicy mod I do want to point out is the Diggersby. 
Well, and we've got another relicanth in that water slot or the water ice slot. Look, he does his best, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. It's just it's just amazing how many of them are showing up in relicanth. the latter part of the cycle. Relicanth needs another another fast move. Like, give it rock throw. Niantic, make that a community day, please. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just happy that I will have more options for it with the eggs, hopefully, from Hoenn Tour. Granted, they're only in 10k, so I don't know how um, even how many of them I will be able to pick up in that weekend, but... Alright, so step one, get a bicycle. Step two, get quad lock. Step three, I mean, bonus points if it's an e-bike, okay? So that way you don't have to pedal that much. Step three, pedal around at a speed of about seven miles, seven to ten miles an hour while the game is running. Step four, I don't know. Step five, all your eggs will hatch. Trust me, I've done this. And my source is I bike to work every day and I average seven to ten miles an hour. Except today, apparently I tripped the, I tripped the <laughs> speedometer at least one time on my ride. So I was going faster than 20 miles an hour. I mean... Uh, it's it's good info to put out there. I, I will say that's it's not high on my priority list for an event like Ho Endure, but okay, fine. What if you get a Tesla bicycle? I mean, I'm still not gonna bike during the event, so it's sort of like not with that attitude. You aren't. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Also, I didn't know Tesla made bikes. Well, it's not. It's not really called. Our Tesla does not make a bike, but there's a. There's an e-bike out there. Another side, another segue, so you can turn your brains off for five seconds, audience. There's another segue. It's called the Ven. I think it's called the Ven Moot, and it's very. It's a very minimalist bike, but it's it's got it's got a built-in app, and it's got these anti-theft features, and it even has its own little support where if the bike does get stolen, they will go look for the bike. And if they can't find it, then they'll just give you another one. That's that's some peace of mind, especially I know there's some of the bikeable places that that's a constant worry. Okay, yeah, and honestly, that's I mean, aside from being seen as like the Apple or the Tesla of e-bikes, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to get one. But at the same time, I'm like, ooh, built-in app, and. There's some like you can apparently change the, the the gear shifters, like the pedal assist. It'll learn like your cadence, or how quickly or how how you pedal the bicycle, which I found out was cadence. Apparently, I I learn things every day. And some, some AI biking. Yeah, I mean it, it sounds pretty cool. It's a little pricey, but I mean, hey, the lazy person gets the rewards. So, back to Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, hopping, hopping back to Jimbo. This is, I think, another showcase of Glade is pretty good in Vanguard. Yes, it is, honestly. And and not which isn't to say that it makes sweeps less impressive, because, again, this is a field meta where I think it's super flippable. And, I mean, not to the extent that Ember is, but there's... There's plenty of play here, so I just still playing it out properly is is very important. Yeah, that's true. Like so, there's there's some metas where 
just based on the lineup you can get away with turning your brain off and i, I just want to reiterate that is not what this is <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very true honestly i can't i didn't think that uh Gallade was going to be one of those good metal line pokemon in the in the vanguard slot because i haven't really seen seen it perform well since the boulder cup in season one of Sylph. i got most acquainted with Gallade through ultra league in some of the earlier seasons but for my for my stint in vanguard it was a lot of fun all right then moving on to the conky spot okay conky brings a double ice line it's pretty cool against the relicant primate dragonair pidgeot and regirock and it looks like the double ice types just went ham. Okay, and Noctowl for the... But what about the Noctowl people in the back? I'm having, well, I mean, I'm having a hard time pointing at any one thing. Like, I think you, I think you had to play it pretty, pretty nimble. Like, I, I don't, I don't see the, the ice types as, as having a particularly good look against this team. Just because the, the Regirock, the... Oh, that's right. Ice the, does not. And, and I mean, Dinair takes the Frostlass fine. Like, obviously, it doesn't want to see the Walrein so much, but Jellison doesn't care about the ice damage. But Frostlass, but Frostlass Shadow Ball go burr. Sure. <laughs> and, but I mean, like, the Frostlass also doesn't do super well against the Primate with Night Slash. Okay, that's fair. Where it's it's like it's just. <laughs> It's just glassy enough that the counters add up. That's true, I guess. All right, then. Ice types don't go burr, and you auto-win. Conky <laughs> had to put some work in. Well, and if, if you want to point at anything, like it could, it could almost be one of those where it could point towards the reliability of Noctowl over Pidgeot. Again, this, this is one where I don't... It's, it's super difficult to point out what even showed up, because... You have permutations of everything that works decently well, where it looks more split than the score. Yeah, that's true, honestly. This could have gone either way, but, you know, Conky's a very amazing battler. I don't know much about lands, so that's where I'm kind of seeing well, and and maybe the the shadow champ just because there's again a ma majority of things that it can dent even just neutral. I mean, shadow champ definitely keeps Relicant the Regirock at bay and then can threaten Pidgeot with Rock Slide. Actually, and chip with Cross Shot because of that normal subtyping. It's just one of those spooky pokemon that for how much damage it dishes out, it feels like it always feels like it's a little bulkier than it should be. True. Unless, of course, you've got a Gallade for it. Hey, there's no Gallade this time, so the Gallade can't hurt anyone today. Yeah, this it, makes it, it makes it a little tougher for the opposing team, definitely. All right, then. So we're going to go to Skeptical Tracer here, who brings in Omega Agron, a pretty red Florida's flower, Kyogre, Gyarados, Dragonite, Terrakion, against Acorn Killers, Kyogre, Garatina, Altered Form, Dragonite, Genesec, apparently with the Chill Drive, Excadrill, and Verizia. I like that we're starting and ending with the Terrakion, though. That's just kind of... I like book-ending Pokemon like that. Yeah, that's that's true. 
and then you know Verizion showing up after we had mentioned how it usually is stuck in Ultra. Yeah. Just had to wave hi to us. That's true, honestly. And but uh, kind of looking at the this matchup itself, Skeptical Tracer. I don't want to say had its work cut out for it. In in the what's the word? Had its work cut out for it in the in the matchup itself. But the Tracheon here did looks like it did a lot of work. Although I did have to watch out for Verizion. I think we're seeing some sort of justice. Some sort of justice spice coming in the coming in the Master League when I thought they would stay in Ultra League. But who knows? It is worth mentioning that on Acorn Killer's self card, one of their favorite Pokemon is Flygon. Acorn Killer, I just met you. Apparently I said Acorn and my Cortana pops up, but anyway. Acorn Killer, I just met you, but you know, you are the GOAT. It's it's a shame that you're on that you're on a team, but you know, I'd love to i love to chat with a fellow Flygon lover, so hit me up. <laughs> It is a good time just to reiterate, you don't have to include your drive for your Genesec, but they've done it a couple weeks in a row, so easy to assume going forward that's the one that they've got. That's true, but maybe they're also doing it as a test so that you plan around chill drive Genesec and then they hit you with like an, a, an electric techno blast because blah 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 blah. If you've got the XLs for multiple Genesecs, like you're, you're already in a good spot true i mean what if you just walked a hundred miles a day because everybody totally does that legitimately i mean Except, i'm pretty like as i understand it you're still locked to whatever 80, that is four it, it's 80 kilometers <laughs> is when you get the rewards for it so genesec does 20 you get four candies a day and if it's over level 35 which in this case it is you can get an XL candy for it. So you can get up to four XL candies a day. Or Multiple. eight, I guess, if you do the poffin, but still. Yeah. Multiply that by, say you work, you walk to work five days a week. You can theoretically get 20 to 40 XL candies by <laughs> just walking. Work. <laughs> if you walk to work. Well, I bike to work, and I get, <sighs> I'm sitting at 200. I have enough XL candy to max out my Dragonite. But I'm waiting for that task when it says max out Pokemon. I think it's level 48 to 49 or 49 to 50 to just max them all out. So there. Okay, but <laughs> Dra Dragonite is, is not in the same boat as far as XL Candy goes. Well, I mean, that's fair. But I'm just trying to make a point that, like, it can happen. Or if you want to be boring and stupid and lazy and dumb and use a rocker, then, yeah, that works, too. Or just raid them all. Oh, yeah, you could have just also... Well, wait, was Genesect around when XL Candies came out? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't think so, that's why. Yeah, they, they came back around with their different drives. Okay, then. Alrighty, so now we're going to move into Amaze and Confuse's matchup against Wolfrog... Wolfrogachu. So, unfortunately, the amazing run with Amaze and Confuse has come to an end. As he has been swept by an XL G-Fisk, XL Pidgeot, Tapufini, Meganium, Shadow Glyscore, and Obstagoon. Where he brought Shadow Machamp, Garatina Altered, Double, Abomasnow, Regular Gliscor, and Defense Deoxys. 
I'm kind of looking at the team at first glance, and it just looks like he was out played. Because the only thing that I can see, because <laughs> the only thing I can on like okay, the only thing I honestly see is like Obama Snow can hurt the Meganium, the Tapu, the Tapufini, the Pidgeot, the Gliscor. But he was outmaneuvered by having his obs- by having the Obscoon or Galarian Stunfist lined up against that Obscoon. They're against the Obama Snow. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of the thing that sticks out, right? Is the Obama Snow looks like it should have been able to dent this team. So, like that was that was such a nice bring, especially when in a lot of matchups, like <laughs> it just has a really tough time. You don't think he threw the game, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think he's capable of that. So no. Okay, that's fair. He's not me. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just bad at PvP. <laughs> I mean, you just need the the 80s training montage. You'll be fine. Hey, I have my 80s training montage music. I will study after work tomorrow because it's yeah, it's it's getting late at night, so I can't do it right now. <laughs> I'll just it's be almost being, bedtime. I'll just be going push it to the limit. Da, da. <laughs> You'll have the eye of the tiger in no time. There we go. So kind of looking at so kind of looking at that like that matchup. It's just a very I think it was just he got outplayed. Well, and there's and, some of it where there's enough bulky Pokemon where this starts to get into the territory of did did they play for timer? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like whenever whenever there's a Pidgeot double debuff option and a, just a bunch of XLs. It's like I hope I hope someone with the timer was ready. Oh, that's right. Because if you go to a timeout, you have to go by journal entry. Which no, it, is not... tells, it tells you right away who won. It's it's based oh, really? on number of Pokemon remaining is is the primary for that. Okay. Remind me to bring a Blissey and just go for a timeout. If Blissey was allowed in Ember. Yeah, there, I mean. There's there's lots of chatter about how the other Ultra League meta was played that way, so In Celestial? Yeah. Well dang. I did not see any of those. Yeah, we got we got lucky. <laughs> no, Deku was just a beast and destroyed everyone. And uh Holy Mother of Spice Batman. We had C Kingpin's team, I can't pronounce it, against Trainer 123 ABC. Is, is that supposed to be, like, Coyote? Maybe. Coyote it is. They brought a Coma O, a Guzzlord, and an, or an elect, Shadow Electivire, and a Buzzwool against a Trevenant, Lantern, Surfetch, Hop, Alola Ninetales, and Galarian Weezing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Doug Dimidone, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome. Yes, yeah, so they had <laughs> they had triple dragon into double fairy. <laughs> yeah. This, okay. This this is one of those that feels a little bit more matchup based. Like, okay, what <laughs> what occurred here? How did this happen? What what have you been running? So I honestly. It, 
You have to run the charm tails. You're just it's just Dark screaming. Tales. It's just screaming charm tails. Like the charm beats Altaria, it beats Buzzwool, it beats Komoho, it beats Guzzlord, and then you pair it with Lantern for the Tapu Fini. <laughs> and then I mean if you want to get really dirty, play it up with Galarian Weezing as well and team go burr. I mean this is also the fourth 3-0 in a row in open great league for the brave nerds well yeah jordan jordan's a freaking beast at it sporting a 17 no 6 9 12 a 15 and 3 record yeah brave nerds are on a whole nother level <sighs> they're kind of okay or whatever well already then so <laughs> looking <laughs> they, forward they, it is it is just one of those I, I don't I don't want to sound too bad saying this but whenever someone runs like one of these setups where it's it's kind of a have and have not team and then they just get shut down by the matchup like there's there's some feel good feelings off of that right right I mean, yeah, that's that's a very good feeling too. You know, when when my matchup looks really good on paper, and then you end up three owing with it, it's like, yeah, I did it. But also, kind of looking looking ahead, we've got Shadow Ballers and Gong Rippers, a rematch. Not sorry, not a rematch. I gotta stop saying rematch just because they're two upper tier teams. Shadow Ballers and Gong Rippers are gonna be going at it. Shadow Ballers are gonna be looking in to lock in that fourth spot. Seven Deadly Simps and Switchmasters are playing. Switchmasters are also trying to sneak in. They will be looking to play upset. Sea Kingpin is going to look to end their skid against Utah Pokemon Rangers. I'm giving my edge to Pokemon Rangers on this one. I, I have faith in them. Fletch and Arella Story is going to look to continue the streak against Dojo Comrades. And, you know, once again, try to get into that fourth spot. <laughs> that fourth spot is wide open, and Shadow Ballers is just like, no nobody gets in and brave nerds are going to look to make it 17 and 0 Matt trying to match the miami dolphins in football going up against the spice is right i finally realized that was an li i thought we talked about it being like that at the very beginning i don't remember honestly <laughs> <laughs> ah another discovery rediscovered hey you're the you're the legendary professor here so and it's honestly, good to have discoveries within our discoveries. You know, if they do come out with a professor, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if they do come out with a professor that's a legend, I'm gonna lobby it to name it Jet, or like something that has to do with an airplane. <laughs> that, that your canon comment will be just double down. I have transcended all memedom. <laughs> but anyway, so with all of the factions lined up or wrapped up in a nice and neat little bow. It is now time for us to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back after these messages. Hello, Dragon Tamers. Taco Dog here, coming to you all with a special announcement. We are recruiting an Ultra League and Master League specialist for the upcoming Cycle 4. If interested, please fill out the Google form that will be in the show notes or message myself on Twitter. Come join the hottest faction in the North American Conference. Well, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did. I'm still hoping they actually exist. <laughs> you know, if they don't exist, 
I'm just gonna make another commercial and make it sound all official-like and maybe put in a promo link or something. At least we know we exist, right? Yeah! Alrighty, so quick couple of things. The, we do have a, a Discord that we like to hang out and have shenanigans in. We got two more members today while we were recording. We had one person that joined and then left before I could even say hi which was very rude of them, but it was a miscommunication, so they're now in. And then the other person, I just said hi to them, and then shenanigans ensued. But now, it's kind of becoming a little bit of a hangout. So the Discord will be in the in the description down below where you get your, your podcast from. Feel free to join it. Come say hi. Just follow the rules and then accept the rules that say that burritos are a lie made by Big Burrito. They never leave. There are some people that have left because I guess it's quote-unquote too quiet, but what do you expect with a, a Discord less than 50 people? I mean, there's only one way to fix that. <laughs> if it's too quiet, get more people. Or, you know, say, say stuff. That's true. We also do have a Patreon where you can support this show for as little as $1. Supporting the show at that dollar amount grants you secret access to the discord where you can also get into our recording booth chat fact check us while we're there possibly do some q a's with us and you know you'll be shouted out and at this section of the discord or discord of the episode we also do have amazing music made made by zame or zameit on twitter he is a video game composer and he makes some really good bangers of pokemon music we have honestly we haven't really used anyone else because i just i love his music honestly so his 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 credentials his youtube and his twitter will be in the description as well drop him a follow and say hey we heard you on the podcast we also do have a twitter where you can answer our community questions or even you know drop us a review if you'd like we are at dragonair den or if you want to use my personal Twitter, it is at TacoDog underscore 8. Jet still refuses to have a Twitter, so the best way to get in touch with him is to join our Discord. It's true. It's okay. One of us has to be on Twitter, because apparently that's where all the information gets told. Or you can, like, vote on Niantic polls, like, which Pokemon should we use for Community Day? There's there's so many of those polls and things where it's just like, uh-huh, sure, yeah, vote. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, b- I believe you're letting us pick. Weatherball Ninetales. That's all I gotta say. It eventually came in. It just later. Just just after Charmander. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, oh, and I forgot the last part. If you enjoy if you enjoy the show, and want to share it with your friends, give us a rating and drop us a follow on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Via Spotify, Google, Anchor, or I just found out we are on Apple Podcasts. I think they're finally playing nice again after the debacle from the last time. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. So it is now time for our community day, our community day, our community question. <laughs> so last week we had asked y'all, what's your main reason for going to local tournaments if you would like to? Apparently, everybody really likes doing the remote tournaments, and that's also okay. We are not shaming people for wanting to do that. I for one, I like to go to more local tournaments to meet people. It's very, it's very different from just blocking somebody on Discord because they post too many memes. Yes, that's actually happened. And just making jokes in real life and making people laugh. So that's me. So our 
Because it's also the February, it's time for the Nyad Cup. I gotta go ahead and ask, what is, do you all have a special sleeper pick for the Nyad Cup? Or if you don't want to use Nyad, the upcoming Love Cup, do you all have a special mm. sleeper pick that you want to use for that one? Love Cup is going to look a little different this time, too, after the Wing Attack update. Like, Shadow Charizard was good last time before that update, so get ready to, yeah, Shadow Char- get ready to see a bunch of it. Shadow Charizard is going to... I'm going to have to dust off my Macargo. Macargo, Slowbro, Crustle. I'm not sold on Crustle because it's a, it's a part bug, so that is... That's what I'm going to go on. I'm probably going to lean on Macargo because it... Walls Charizard better, but I mean, I do also take super effective damage from Waterfall. There will be a bunch more of those too, since they are actually incorporating it into the Valentine's Day event this time. Yep. But did did you have you know, a, somebody... did you have a spice slash sleeper pick for for Nyad of your own that you wanted to talk I... about? Or yeah, I'm gonna use Blizzard Mew. Oh, that's that's a that's a big nuke. I'm going to use Blizzard Mew, nuke all the dragons into oblivion, and then put Flygon out to destroy the entire meta. I think I think I was more ready for you to say something like Volt Switch Mew than Blizzard, just because... <laughs> <laughs> to me, like that, that's actually kind of a legitimate option, because it's, it is sitting as high as it is just because it has that electric default charge move with wild charge so if you just kind of flip the script and go straight for electric damage like it seems legit all right volpix blizzard mew it's happening volpix sorry volt switch blizzard mew all right now we got it <laughs> <laughs> i don't even i i know how to say my secret maybe maybe dark i promise mm, maybe you know since fairy wind was added to the game does that mean Mew has access to fairy wind i don't think they've updated Mew with any new moves since... Well, they better get on it. Yeah, I mean... Wing attack Mew. It's, it's probably due for some <laughs> for some move updates. Not that it needs more moves, but... No, give it more moves. If, you, if you've moves. got elite TMs to burn, <laughs> why not? Give me, give me wing attack Mew. Yes, wing attack Mew, so that, that way I still charge up quickly. Wing attack Blizzard Mew. Okay, I'm done. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I had too much caffeine during the break. Now, now I'm like, does it even get Blizzard? Is it just Ice Beam? <laughs> no, it's just Ice Beam. <laughs> it's like, did, did I get? I did. did I, get I had to the check. Whole way or you? Yes, you definitely did. It gets both, so I got triple punked. Haha. So I gotta ask, what's your uh, move set or your sleeper pick for either Nyad or Love Cup? I was looking through, and Shadow Beedrill looks pretty good. And honestly, there's a few Pokemon that beat both Altaria and Mew in the one shield, like any of those I feel like are viable options just because you can count on those two being on pretty much every team just because there's <laughs> they're kind of ridiculously good that like that's kind of what I feel like we're gonna end up talking about with Nyad is just okay so there are those two Pokemon now and instead of like Ember where it was at least there's kind of a square of four Pokemon that are all kind of in the melee and now it's just gonna be Altaria Mew and how to deal with them. Are you saying Greedent isn't gonna be a force? Oh it, it definitely is like it, it's got play against both of them just especially if you're running Shadow Claw Mew like that's that's a big selling point for the normal types that they included is that they do in fact have play against Mew and they can hit Altaria at least neutrally for the most part yeah and that's fair and you know 
self factions competitors will should recognize that Greedent does have play against Altaria if you fought if you fought in the in the primeval slot last cycle. Just throwing that out there. That'll be fun to see too if anyone goes like the the tackle route with Greedent. Please no. I think in this meta you want Bullet Seed, as clunky as it may be. At least for at but least already. for Jellison, if nothing else. <laughs> That's fair, honestly. But alright, so it is now time for the salsa bar, where we talk about Taco's shenanigans that got him into Spe- Speaking got of Nyad shenanigans. I'm listening. Oh, wait, it's me. Yep, it's you. <clears throat> alright, so in my local community I like to give away PvP tickets. I just have one stipulation. You have to beat me in a best two out of three in you have to beat me in a best two out of three in my local server. And then I will gift you the ticket. So I had hyped this up like, alright, we're gonna host Nyad, it's gonna be great. I have a small understanding of this meta, and you know, I'm I'm gonna do really well. I'm gonna do better than when I did open Great League and you know, won my against my first four opponents. <clears throat> this guy comes in, he's an excellent battler. Like He's really good. He just hates battling. And he's like, I want that ticket. And I was like, okay, fine. Let's, let's fight. He proceeds to beat me two to nothing. And then he goes, all right, so now that I already won, do you want to go one more time? But if I beat you, I get a beer. And I said, sure, by all means, let's do it. I ended up beating him. And so I said, okay, so I can't beat you when it comes to giving away tickets. But when it comes to, when it comes to buying a beer for somebody, I'm a god at PvP. <laughs> you found your motivation. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently, and he, he, the the biggest insult, he used Flygon against me. Oof. But that's why I lost, because I didn't use Flygon on my previous team. Oh, so yeah, of course. That's definitely the reason. Big mistake. I, and you know, Flygon is legal in Nyad, and I'm going to, I'm probably going to run it at least one time, and it's going to destroy the meta because of its special little moveset that everyone forgets about. We could we could both decide that we have to run it on one team and then compare at the end of the month. <laughs> what if we what if we just sign up in the same tournament? Then there's more Flygon in the tournament. Exactly. We're gonna screw up Sylph's Sylph's algorithm of cup stats. Anyway, so that was the salsa bar. You know, nothing too over the top. Did did you like did you learn anything about the meta from your one and done contest? <laughs> oh, I did. Um, a lot of other players just wanted to battle because it looked pretty cool and they're like why do you have so many weird mons built and I just said I am a self player Yeah. so I I showed them matchups they even showed me some weird matchups they use charm and they use some charm users and I didn't even think it was legal well that's interesting <clears throat> now I want to check what that could be to be fair I did use double dragon so they're like oh let's run charm uh, and I yeah. was like you know Wobbuffet, of course yep yeah, I love it. Pretty much just the the Pokemon from whatever that was, Willpower. Yeah, Willpower Cup. It's like the Laddies, Glade, Goth. Yeah, the Goth was actually a really funny pick. I almost lost to it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, Rockslide is is decent coverage. But the fact that Shadow Latias is allowed, I might bring it just to bring it. I, st- I still wish they had given Latias a cheaper charge move. Just make Mistball cheaper. That that was the, that was the way to do it, and they just they just didn't have the voice of reason. <laughs> Look at how they massacred my boy. Yeah. But you know, I think tomorrow or this week, I'm gonna try to get my I'm gonna try to get my my feebas to evolve into my Lodic, so I have a great league my Lo- my Lodic ready. It's worth it. I, I like it a lot. 
also at the time of this recording i do i forgot to point this out at the at the beginning part of the when we got back from break we are 10 episodes away from cracking 500 plays all time and i just want to say to this community i love y'all i really do so yay hopefully we can get to a thousand by the end of by the end of june that's that's a goal i like that people will listen in and hang out for a bit yeah and especially if it's anything like what the discord kind of what the discord kind of grows and it's making me think i need a mod team soon <laughs> you can't you can't one man bandit for any for much longer yeah and last but not least i do want to point out that the, earlier today i did post a tweet on the official enter the dragonair's den podcast we are looking for some amazing battlers to come along on this journey in factions we are mainly looking for ultra and master league specialists now you will be listed as an alternate but if you feel comfortable you can definitely take over some weeks so if you think that you or if you think if you think you'd be a good fit for our team go to our tweet or in the show description below and take a look at the form and fill it out it's a pretty standard form like what's your discord name what's your trainer name what are you comfortable using and there's some there's some vibe questions because you know you got to vibe with your teammates yeah and, and we're looking for people to continue climbing with and continue growing as a team absolutely and you know you don't have to be the world's greatest pokemon battle if you're willing to learn take notes and show up to the meetings which i mean yay we have meetings and it's just like <laughs> Hey, we're going to set lineups, yeah. so let's chat. You know, it'd be a good fit. So if you got any questions, comments, concerns, and or maybe verbal threats, you can join our Discord and ask them. There's plenty of factions teammates that will talk to you. I think we have four factions represented off the top of my head. Actually, five. I forgot about the Naked Hornet. That guy makes some great teams. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, because we also got the... Oh, no, six, because I forgot about M- MJ. Because MJ's also on one. He's not just the writer. Did you, did you count Final Boss AJ as well? Yeah, that's Backstage. We have Backstage, Barktown. I don't remember MJ's. I, he mentioned it once. Uh, we also got Dean Air Don't Care, obviously. Brave Nerds. And then the Naked Hornet. I don't know what team he's on, but you said he's on a silver team? Indeed. Okay. So, yeah, six factions that I know of. Alrighty then. So, now that we've got officially everything out of the way, I think that is an episode jet. You got any final... Oh, wait, no, not even. We forgot about the GBL progress. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. What? Oh, yeah, one more thing, real quick. Jet, are you doing GBL? Uh, I just played a little bit more of Ultra Premiere this week. Like the, It's always difficult when the new meta rolls around and it's like, the weekend is looming and i know i have a lot of stuff to do and it's just like well i'll play some and so it's just like i'm gonna try to get as many games in as i can before it's love cup time on thursday but it's fun it's it's go, different i'm gonna go hard on the love cup did you end up playing it all this week nope not <laughs> at all my my pvp goal was to complete the first page of the timed research and i did that so you went to 100 wins i'm, I'm sitting at 100 and 115 okay okay I mean, you're making your way through it <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm gonna try to climb during the love cup like i have the mons i have the skill set i know how to beat the chat the shadow charizard which is bring your own shadow charizard or just a loma mola the thing i need a loma mola hey there's gonna be a bunch around it's gonna be great maybe you'll get a 
shiny. Another one? Okay. Yeah, but this one will actually fit in Great League. <laughs> Fair. Because if you're like me, you got one that was 15, 13 CP. Actually, I do have one that I can use, but it's level two. Time to use all my dust to power it up. <laughs> all of your recently acquired dust. Yes. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing a lot more just leading into the changeover. And that's fair. And I saw you started putting out your your little research on like the encounters to see if you're going to get any legendaries. Oh yeah. Well, I've been I've been doing that the whole time. This season after I hit rank 20 was just because I got literally zero last season. I was like, let's let's see <laughs> how many we can go. <laughs> what what the actual full season count ends up being and so far it's also zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so that is the goal. I think for the Love Cup, I'm going to try to max out all my sets. Thankfully, there's not a go battle day, so I, I, that's a pretty attainable goal. <laughs> I have to say you're actually wrong. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we, get, we, get, we get Vulpix Day. Oh, shoot. Yeah. All right. On anything that's not go battle weekend, I'm going to try to max out my sets. But I mean, that's that's also another reason why I'm kind of gearing up to play more is because, A, like we're, we're actually down to the last like three weeks. So I'd, I'd like to go ahead and hit Legend again. Like, I, I've barely been playing, so it's, it's just about that time. You're gonna hit Legend, okay? We're gonna go for it. Also, full pick. Oh, it's just one day. It's not a weekend. Yeah. That's easy. Technically, it wouldn't... Oh, wait, no, it's still Love Cup. Shoot, dang it. I mean, at least the games will be fast. Like, Love Cup is, yeah. is not a stall meta for the most part. Let me introduce you to my Chansey and Blissey. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> it's like, as, as long as we're all on the same side here. But I do That's I do know some people like to use their maxed out Chanseys because they made them. They made them for gym defending. Here they are. But anyway, so now <laughs> we can call it an episode. Now we're done. <laughs> Alrighty, so with all of that being said thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate it actually we really appreciate it we sure do and and on and like honestly there's just i have nothing but great things to say like this is actually for me it's like for me especially this is one of the the many things i look forward to every week especially on a monday because you know mondays are meh. <laughs> well and again like i said this before but having followed it for a little while now especially in the the upper tiers that we cover you you see the same names pop up enough that it's like oh you, you start to feel like oh I, I i can root for that person i i know who that person is oh definitely and so like we like like i like to say at the end of every episode always make sure to keep your dragon fangs sharp stay away from those fairy types ice types are pretty chill but we still hate them and we will see you all in our next episode i mean i, I hope you uh keep focused two weeks left yeah